Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 19th of November. Freedom has returned for millions of fully vaccinated Victorians overnight, with most COVID restrictions scrapped as the state hits the 90% double-dose target. There are no more caps on visitors in homes or businesses, and dance floors have reopened. Masks will still be needed in high-risk settings like shops and on public transport. Here is Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. We are open, we're going to stay open, we're safe and we're going to stay safe. This is being normalised. We are delivering the national plan faithfully. But when we say we, that's every single Victorian who's gone and got a first and a second dose. Meantime, the vote on the controversial pandemic powers in Victoria has now been delayed, with the state government struggling to get the votes in the upper house for the proposed laws to pass. Strike force officers and search teams have failed to find any trace of William Tyrrell, despite extensive new searches around Kendall on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. Specialist equipment was used on a concrete slab yesterday in the garage of William's foster grandmother's home, but did not find any new evidence. Here is criminologist Dr Xanthi Mallet on Channel 10. I think if William is in one of those three locations that are being searched outside of Kendall over the, the coming days and weeks, that they will find his remains and and they've made it clear that that's what they're searching for. They are really using all of the up-to-date techniques to do that search. It comes as police launch another investigation into former lead detective on the case, Gary Jubilant, to determine if he broke police confidentiality rules during a new interview. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has slammed Queensland for bringing in restrictions for the unvaccinated once the state hits the 80% double-dose target. Mr Morrison says the federal government is against mandates unless it's for industries like health and aged care. The PM says it should be left up to businesses. They should be able to go to a copy, go out and get a cup of coffee in Brisbane when you're over 80%, regardless of whether you've had the vaccines or not. Health experts say the next few days will be critical as Northern Territory authorities race to stop its latest COVID cluster from spreading further. There were no new cases detected yesterday, with the cluster currently sitting at 19. Genomic sequencing confirming these latest infections are linked to a positive COVID case detected in Darwin earlier this month. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says health authorities have a tough job ahead. I think they'll be glad that they found the source, but the challenge is that um, there have been many days between that, the two, the two um, clusters, uh, and so that means there may be many more people that have been exposed. Meantime, a leading medical group has lashed out at anti-vaccination protesters targeting children outside COVID clinics and schools across WA. The Australian Medical Association is demanding the state government introduces safe access zones. Dr Mark Duncan-Smith from the AMA says those he has dubbed as pro-disease protesters are targeting innocent people. We can't believe that this is occurring in our society and call on the government to take action to protect the children of our state immediately. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and the state government will be rolling out rapid antigen tests in primary schools across New South Wales in a bid to keep them open and students in the classrooms. Our reporter, Talisa Bazaz, has the details from Sydney. 
Good morning, Tash. It's being dubbed a win for students who are currently too young to be vaccinated, with the home testing kits aiming to get them back in the classroom sooner if they're deemed a close COVID contact. Currently, unvaccinated students have to spend 14 days at home if they come into contact with a positive COVID case, but that's seen thousands of kids missing out on crucial face-to-face learning and causing chaos for working families. The self-administered PCR tests will instead see the isolation time slash to just seven days at home for both students and teachers as long as they test negative on day seven. The DIY tests can give results within 15 minutes and will be rolled out to primary schools when a COVID case is detected there. The state government is also currently exploring a similar plan for high school students. And to Queensland, where the state is expected to hit its 80% double vaccinated milestone within weeks, it comes as Queensland authorities come under fire over a controversial plan to make travellers pay for their own COVID tests when borders reopen. David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Well, getting a COVID test to enter Queensland will become the norm, and it's an add-on to travel that could prove costly. It must be done by a private lab, with a bill anywhere between $150 to $300 for a PCR swab, depending on how quickly you need it. It's a cost which has some living in the Queensland-New South Wales border zone fearing they'll have to fork out simply to commute to work when the borders open. Meanwhile, in a further sign things are slowly returning to normal, the annual schoolies celebration on the Gold Coast has been given the go-ahead. Health officials confident a new cluster detected in the city last week is now sufficiently contained. Now for latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. There could be a silver lining to what many people are calling as the great resignation with so many walking away from their jobs. Yeah, we are hearing that those two words quite a bit, aren't we, Tash? The great resignation. And that's typically where you end up having, I guess, more vacancies than job seekers. We're probably not there yet in Australia. I mean, looking at the US, UK, completely different situation. I mean, even ABS data shows that on average about one million people probably leave their jobs per year. But I was speaking to Employment Marketplace Seek, and they do expect to see more resignations happen, probably in the new year. And in some industries already, they are saying there are more vacancies than job seekers. And we spoke about before that their job ads were up considerably. And when you've got more job ads up, applications or people going for that job declined as well. So there's a lot more pressure here to fill these roles. And as you mentioned, there is another side to this story, because if there are job shortages, sorry, uh, vacancies and people having difficulty filling it, you may be in the driver's seat right now talking to your current employer about leverage this market. So Seek's latest data reveals that candidates applying for internal job opportunities have a 69% success rate. So I, I guess employers can consider moving roles inside their company instead of resigning or looking outwards. And it's pretty timely too because Christmas or just before Christmas is the ideal time to have these conversations with management. Two-thirds of hires would manage internal moves themselves and one in three candidates have already applied for an internal job and about 69% of them were successful in securing the role. I think this mass movement within the Australian economy isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, this can spur on our wage growth and that's what we need. A mass exodus, on the other hand, is probably a bigger problem. Good time for a pay rise, some may say, if you love your job too, Effie. 
Uh, absolutely. In certain industries, there is. And what I'm seeing already through jobs uh, platforms is that employers are giving flexibility in hours, more soft dollar wage increases where, where they can't give actual hardcore cash. They're looking at other ways to give pay rises through flexibility. And if you also, so many of us love Netflix, but it's set to cost more. It sure is. So look, um, the standard plan will increase by a dollar to $16.99 per month, while the premium plan is jumping up from $19.99 to $22.99. Now, new customers have already seen these prices. These increased last Thursday. But the interesting thing, speaking to Netflix, they're saying that for their existing subscribers, which is 6 million of us there, they will roll this out in the coming weeks. So check your mailbox, your inbox, your Netflix app. Check that. They will give you 30 days notice before these new prices are applied. And the exact timing does depend on your billing cycle. Happy Friday. Thanks so much, Effie. Thank you. Time to sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett star Aussie batsman can't wait to get stuck into England with the Ashes now less than three weeks away. Good morning, Tash. 19 days now to be exact until uh, we rock the ashes, of course, at the Gabba. And Aussie batting star Manus Labashain can't wait uh, for that series to begin on his home deck uh, here in Brisbane. The battle for the urn begins at the Gabba on December 8th and the Queensland is expecting a competitive series. Uh, The old enemy, it's going to be great fun. Um, You know, it's exciting to see they've brought their full strength squad out as well, which is is awesome for, for the ashes. Glenn Maxwell, of course, isn't in the Ashes squad, but he was a part of the winning T20 side, and he believes a change in Justin Langer's much co- uh, talked about coaching style helped them on the path to success. The Aussie All-Rounder and some of his teammates took the trophy to the MCG yesterday, and Maxwell says Langer's methods have improved. Probably delegating a lot more jobs, being able to oversee, I suppose, what's going on with everyone, And but yeah, there was definitely a shift. And we've got a number, of, of course, of the T20 side in the Ashes squad, and hopefully uh, that confidence rubs off this summer. Yeah, absolutely. And the Wallabies get some big guns back, Brett, as they aim to end the spring tour on a high against Wales. Yeah, absolutely. The scrum kingpins in Taniela Tupo, the Tongan Thor and Ellen Alalatola are both declared fit to tackle Wales on Sunday morning. They've passed concussion protocols, which is a good thing because we're coming off back-to-back losses to Scotland and England, although uh, the coach, Dave Rennie, feels that there were some good signs against the English last weekend. You know, we certainly felt that with 20 to go, we're still in the game, but gee, we'd barely played any any footy and managed to hang in there. So there's plenty of character and plenty of effort, but um, a lack of discipline and a lack of accuracy. And James Slipper will skip at the side in the absence of Michael Hooper. And Brett, Aussie NBA rookie Josh Giddy continues to impress in his debut season. And he credits his season with the Adelaide 36ers in the NBL for preparing him for the NBA. He uh, racked up a double-double of 14 points and 11 rebounds to help OKC beat the Houston Rockets yesterday. And Giddy says playing in Australia helped him enormously. That's one of the things that is similar. I mean, Australia's a really physical league. You know, guys get you know whacked in the paint. The refs let a lot go, which is the way I love to play. And I think that's one of the reasons I chose the NBL over college. It gave me a year to play against grown men. And Tash, the A-League season kicks off tonight. The reigning champs Melbourne City hosting Brisbane Excellent. Happy Friday. You have a great weekend. Thanks, Brett. You too. Thanks, Tash. And keen star watchers will be treated to a rare lunar eclipse dubbed a beaver moon tonight. The partial lunar eclipse will be the longest since the 15th century and the moon will appear to change colour. Some astrologers say the beaver moon may also cause people to experience a weekend full of emotion, chaos 
and overspending. Can't wait. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend and we look forward to seeing you bright and early on Monday. Listener.